Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, and welcome to Marriage Helpers Facebook Live. We're also doing this on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper, and this is a program where we take your questions, and to the best of our ability, we try to answer those questions. If you would like to call, then you may call us now live at 657 383 0812. That's 657 0812. Now, when you call, you'll get an answer and uh, we'll put you in the queue so that we can get to you as quickly as possible. We'll do our best to answer your question. This is Amber, who also works with us, Amber Nichols, who works with us at Marriage Helper. Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, typically is with me on the program, but she's out today and Amber is in. If you have much to do with Marriage Helper, if you've seen many of our videos or podcasts, those kinds of things, then you're familiar with Amber and her story. She's also one of our client representatives that works with people. So welcome to the program. Thank you. Good afternoon. (laughs) Okay. Now, we're looking for those telephone calls at 657-383-0812. And if you want to call quickly, then you can be one of the first people in line so that we can actually get to visit with you today. In the meantime, you and I need to talk about something. Uh-oh. Not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> so what do you think, as a client representative, what's the most common thing that you hear from people that call in asking questions about, well, about marriage? About marriage? Mm-hmm. Or marriage problems. Um, more than likely, it's how do I get my spouse to reconsider um, not pushing forward through the divorce or separation? What can I do or say to make them reconsider? Okay, because we do work with a lot of marriages that are in trouble. We have materials that are available for people in any kind of relationship. And if you go to our website at Marriage Helper, that's Marriage Helper, MarriageHelper.com, you can find all kinds of free resources and articles and podcasts and so forth, where we talk about a lot of things about relationships. But we do get a lot of people calling us whose marriages are in some kind of trouble. And so you say from those people, they're asking primarily how to get my spouse not to divorce me. Is that what you're saying? Or to hear my side, because, you know, they are so set on where they're, where they're headed, which is divorce or separation. I've already made it clear to you. I've already communicated to you. That's the reluctant spouse. And so they want the quick fix or the, the, magic, the, the, the magic saying of what, what are the words that I can use to get them to, to stop or pause. Mm-hmm. And the kind of sad thing is, if you're looking on the Internet, there are people that are um, purveyors of those so-called magic sayings, magic words. If you do exactly what I tell you to say, or you do exactly what I tell you to do, say exactly what I tell you to say, then then everything's going to turn around and your marriage is going to be wonderful. Just send me X number of dollars and I'll send you the videos, the audios that'll give you that magic. So how much of that magic actually exists out there, Amber? <sighs> magic, it's not out there. It's not out there at all. But there is some common sense that we can... Right. Kind of instilling them. In exactly. Stuff. But it's not this instant process where you make a decision, you say a word, you do a certain particular thing, and when you do, then all of a sudden everything's going to be. Think about it this way it took you some time to get into trouble if your marriage is in trouble. It's going to take some time to get out of trouble. There are certain things that occurred, certain things that were said, certain actions that took place that led you into the situation that you're in. Now, you can't just exactly go back against them, meaning, in other words, if I can just find out some way to rerun the tape, everything's going to be okay. It's not really that. 
but it's to understand that just as it was a process to get where you are, there is a process to get to where you need to be. Not necessarily undoing every little thing that's been done or unsaying every little thing that's been said, because that becomes an impossibility. But certainly, as Amber just called it, um, a format that's of common sense. And if you do these things, but the problem, Amber, even though we call it common sense, too often it's not common. I agree. It is there, but, you know, in a state of emergency, it's, you know, you just don't know what life raft to grab to. Right. So. But people become desperate and do what kinds of things in the desperation that actually work against them. Well, I mean, I'm guilty of it myself, but um, the begging, the pleading, the whining, um, really forcing your agenda on them. If I just say it enough or if I say it, I said it before, but if this time, this time I know it's going to get through to them. Right. Um, and so just that repetition. Yeah. And, and constant contact. Even if the other person says, I really don't want you to me right now. I want you to leave me alone. There's actually one of those people out there that have those things that you can buy that's supposed to give you all the magic answers, if you will. And this person actually um, suggests, as a matter of fact, it's part of the process that he teaches, that you contact the other person, your spouse, every single day. You let him or her know that you love him, you love her, that you're waiting on them to come back, that you want the marriage to make it. And, and people ask us about that and say, what do you think about this daily contact? Well, if the other person has already said to you, I don't want to be with you, don't irritate me, don't push me, don't manipulate me, and then every day you're still trying to make some contact with them, how do you think they react to that? And typically the way they react to that is very badly. It doesn't make you more attractive. As a matter of fact, it makes you more aggravating. And then they tend to push further and further away from you. So instead of thinking there's some magic words out there, understand there really is a process. Now, as we do this program, we can't explain every aspect of the prospect and uh, of, the, of the way to do this, the process, in just one program that lasts for less than an hour, such as this. But we are happy to answer your questions as best we possibly can. Um, actually, we, we have a couple of questions sure. or a couple of callers in. Um, okay. We have Sierra from California. I know she's on the line. First name again? Sierra. Sierra from California. Yes. Okay. So she is on the line. Okay, great. Hi, Sierra. Can you hear us? Dr. Joe, I can hear you. Hi, Amber. Good. Hey, Sierra. She's one of my. She's one of mine. So I'm excited that oh, she'll be able to get it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Adore her. Sierra, how may we help you today? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to thank you for putting together the Marriage Helper Organization. It has been uh, a godsend um, since Good. I found out about my husband's affair, and I don't know where I would be without um, your help. Um, you know, you don't know me, but <laughs> I know you because I watch all your podcasts and. Um, and Kimberly and Amber and, and Casey, who's been uh, a coach to us. So um, I found out about the affair three months ago. My husband is still living at home. Uh, I've been doing the Save My Marriage course. I've actually gone through it. And I'm going to start it again. Um, he okay. has agreed to do the marriage help for coaching, um, but will not go to the workshop. I've asked him a few times, and he said no a few times. We've done mm -hmm. five sessions together, and I've done – some sessions on my own. Uh, on the last okay. session, he said that he wants to get through the holidays and have a calm holiday season, and then at some point after the holidays, tell our two daughters um, that he's going to be moving out. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's no set, set timeline for that. He hasn't, in my mind, solidified when that happens. So um, I've got a two-part question. One okay. is um, I do I want him home for the holidays as well. It gives him a chance to see my pies and us to have positive interactions, but this mm -hmm. is the first time I've identified something that he wants. Um, okay. So first question is, would you recommend 
telling him he can stay through the holidays and as long as he wants, if he commits to going to the workshop, would you use that as leverage? Um, second question mm-hmm. is, we are getting along really well now, um, and I'm wondering what the best way is to use the coaching sessions that we're having. Um, we I don't always have topics to bring up on the coaching mm-hmm. sessions, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to best use those to move our our marriage and reconciliation forward. He doesn't want to reconcile, so I'm the only one that's that's doing that. In his mind, the coaching sessions are for co-parenting, but I don't okay. really have specific topics to bring up. So how do we use those sessions effectively? Okay. Are those only two questions then, Sierra? Those are my – well, I have lots of questions, but <laughs> they all have questions. Okay, we'll start with those. Now, you may have said it to begin with, and I didn't catch it, but what is the gist of the problem? Uh, with our marriage or with my question? I know, with the marriage. I mean, is he involved with somebody else? Is there something else going yes, on? Yes, he has uh, – he is having an affair. He's in stage two of limerence, I would – I would guess based on his comments. Okay. And so he's still in full contact with her. He's in contact. Yes. She's a, she's a family friend uh, in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. All right. But he has asked if he can stay at home to the holidays and you have two kids. If I may ask how old are the kids? 13 and 16. 13 and 16 boys, girls, two girls. And at this point he is um, living in the guest bedroom but he's mm-hmm. told them it's because of his comfort, and they they have no reason to believe there's anything other than that. So they have no clue that there's a problem? Uh, no, we're actually getting along better now than before I found out. Um, that's thanks mm-hmm. to Marriage Helper and Smart Contact, but they actually see us engaged in very positive interactions. Okay, good. Well, the first question you ask about, you know, what do you think about him staying? Obviously, as you know, it's your choice. Just like Amber or our coaches, neither will I tell you this is what you do. It's always your decision, always your choice. But if you're asking my opinion as to whether I think that could be a good thing or not, my response is, yeah, because of the fact that the holidays, why bring extra duress or stress to your daughters? Because if he were to be moved out now, then it's going to make things worse for them right now. Obviously, when it gets to the point where he tells them, it's going to be stressful anyway. But there is some value in getting past the holidays to do that so that at least the kids don't associate this terrible pain. Uh, My parents are going to split up with the holidays themselves. And so for the sake of the kids, if you're saying, could that be a wise thing? My answer is yes. The fact that you're also getting along with each other very well actually means you might be making some progress over the holidays. I mean, I don't know that that will happen. I can't tell you it will, but that possibility exists, and so that's a good thing too. If you right. want to make it, if you want to make it where you're going to make a trade, which is what I heard you say, okay, you can, you can stay here through the holidays, but here's what I want in return. What will you do if he says, no, I won't do that in return? You get thrown out. Um, I mean, that would be really hard, but if he's going to be leaving anyway, then, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I, I just would have lost the holidays with him one last holiday if, if he thinks he's leaving anyway. Well, certainly that's uh, I would, I know I would have to be okay with that risk. Right. Yeah. And you hit the key right there. You have to be okay with that risk because if you're not, you're going to wind up second-guessing yourself, thinking, well, I should have done this, I should have done that. And, and you don't need to be beating yourself up like that. You understand what I'm saying? So if, mm-hmm. think that through carefully. And if you really are willing to take that risk, 
and then go for it. But if you're thinking, no, I think I'll regret it if he says no, then maybe you don't go for it. Because there's, there's pros and cons here on both sides of this, as you can see. Uh, when it comes time for him to finally tell them, here's how I suggest that occur. Number one is that you be there. Uh, but you don't tell them, he tells them. Do not right. throw him under the bus. Do not throw him under the bus because you don't want to do that to your daughters. On the other hand, if if they ask your opinion about things, if they turn to look at you and say, Mom, do you want this? It's quite all right for you to say, no, I don't. I would love for us to work out our problems and salvage our marriage. Just be sure, Sierra, as you do that, it doesn't make it sound like you know, because he's a thing, he's a dirty, rotten guy. If he loved you guys, he wouldn't be doing this. That's the throwing under the bus kind of thing. And it doesn't sound to me like you're the kind of person who would do that anyway. But be there. Make sure he tells them the truth and, and that he's not lying about it, okay? Um, and if they look at you and ask you questions, then you answer honestly. But he needs to be the one that tells them. Now, if he were just, is he willing to be the one that tells them? Uh, we have not discussed specifics yet. It's also unknown if he's going to be moving in with um, his affair partner and their and her one of her children as well. So mm -hmm. that adds um, extra dynamics to the situation because uh, it's one of my daughter's friends that he could be moving in with. Yeah, this is uh, not going to be easy, as you well know. Well, that's my recommendation about how that's done. That tell him, okay. you have to tell him. And if he says, well, no, you need to tell him, you say, hey, okay, if I tell him, I'll tell him. But I am going to be there, and I'm going to tell him the truth. And very quickly, what was the second question? I know we've got other callers we've got to get to. What was the yeah, second question? Yeah, just the best way to use the coaching sessions. He, he Again, he oh. will not go to the workshop at this time. Um, and he will do the coaching sessions. Is there anything, uh, any any way to direct those or bring up topics that can move us closer to reconciliation, knowing that he's willing to go to those sessions? If it were I, I would not. If, if he is in on the coaching sessions because he's seeing them as being how to figure out how to co-parent the kids, then my fear is that if you try to insert something else into that, he's going to see this manipulation. And at this point, I'd it would appear to me that that probably would work against you rather than for you. And so if indeed uh, he's willing to talk about how we co-parent and those kinds of things, then if it were high, that's how I would continue to use the coaching sessions right now. But again, it's always your decision. No, those were some great questions. And Sierra, mm -hmm. I just have to say she's been very consistent from day one. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of her because she really has walked this out really how we would want anybody to. So. Yeah, as I'm listening to her talk, I'm thinking, this lady really has it together. She's very controlled, and I love that about her. Yeah. So. I'm impressed. Aww, thank you, Amber. Amber, you've been amazing. Thank you. Okay, I'm sure we'll talk later after this. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Thanks for calling it. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay, we have another question. Um, we have Jonathan on the line from Georgia. Okay. Hey, Jonathan. Can you hear Hi, us? how are you? Good. Good afternoon. Hi. Um... Well, my wife and I, we actually went through the workshop and everything went really well. Um, it, it was the best thing we've done. It completely changed our entire marriage and we're better than we ever have. And we actually have another one on the way now, or another kid on the way now. Wow. Thank wow. you, Marriage Helper. <laughs> and, um, well, um, so are you blaming us well, then? Are you telling us it's our fault that you're having a baby? Is that what you're doing? You're <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a very good thing. Very, well, I'm very happy to be having another one. I'm, I'm glad. I was kidding with you, my friend. Congratulations. So, how can we help you? Today? Thank you. 
Well, okay, because of the pregnancy, um, we, we've, we've been really sexually active, and then um, we've just hit the third trimester, and I'm very big on rules. I, I, I'm a high, high C, and <laughs> sex in the third trimester. Maybe it, towards the end it'll help push the pregnancy along. That's what I've always heard. I don't know if it's true. Um, well, I've been like kind of avoiding that just and giving her space and not pushing the matter or anything. And she's very much, she, I initiate everything. All the sexual stuff is, I initiate all of it, like 99%. That's actually been one of the things with us too, because she doesn't initiate much. And that's always been a thing with me. Um, but I haven't initiated any because it's the third trimester. Well, I guess that hurt her feelings. And she said, you're allowed to do things in the third trimester. And I was like, I heard you weren't. So that was, one, are you, can you? And two, where do you think I should go from here? Because right now, we're everything's good. We're still very, everything's fine. It's just her feelings are hurt. And if I ever do try to come on to her, it's kind of a, no, no, no. <laughs> Hey, Amber, uh, I'm having a little trouble hearing. So he, was, hear. he was just wanting some clarification. He isn't sure if they should be intimate in the third trimester. He's, Jonathan was saying, that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, but you're the one who initiates everything, and she's kind of subtly ex- letting you know that that's just not, you know, in- of interest to her right now. Yeah. And so he isn't sure yeah, what to, how to proceed in the third trimester. Yeah. Okay, so I misunderstood something. I thought you said it was hurting her feelings that you were not trying to initiate right now. But is it, is it just the opposite exactly. of what I... Okay. No, you, you got it. I heard her feelings, and now whenever I do try, now mm-hmm. it's she's just kind of shut down on the whole thing. It's kind of, no, okay. no, thank you. Okay, well, you understand. In pregnancy, and in, in your third type, trimester, you understand that hormones are doing all kinds of strange things inside of her body. You do understand that, right? Oh, yeah. Has your physician yeah. or her physician, has her gynecologist obstetrician said that you should not have penile vaginal intercourse? No, I've, I've never asked. I never really thought to ask or anything. Okay. I don't know that it's a given that you do not have PVI. That's what it's called in sexology, penile vaginal intercourse. I don't know that it's a given uh-huh. that you don't have in third semester. There can Sometimes in some situations, the physicians will say, hmm, based on the this, that, or the other, then you shouldn't have PBI. So I think it's really worthwhile for you to sit down and have a conversation with her and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I don't know quite how to handle this, but it's not because I want you. I very much want you. I think you're even more beautiful now than you've ever been in your life because women in the third trimester sometimes think that, you know, they're not very attractive. So let her know that she is. And then say, may we, will you go with me and let's talk to your doc and see if PBI is okay. If so, I would love mm-hmm. to romance And that's what I would do, my friend. I would mm-hmm. romance no. I'm talking about the dinner and everything else. No, that's great. Thank you so much for calling in, Jonathan. We really appreciate it. Right. Good uh, luck with everything. I had one one more thing. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, we're here. I'm so sorry. Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. I I did have a little bit of an um, ulterior motive, too, because I was listening last week when you said you'd give out the spark for the first sex question, so I had to throw one out there. Ah, <laughs> look at you. Okay. Thank you for your honesty. That helps us out. Okay, awesome. Okay, so we have another caller on the line. We have Jasmine. Um, Jasmine, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I'm here. Hey, good afternoon. And where's Jasmine from? I don't know. Jasmine, where are you from? 
I am calling from San Diego, California. Uh, welcome. How may we help you today? Thank you. Um, so I also was here last week, so I'm very, I'm very excited that I get to talk to you today. Um, so I'm calling because so I just started your Save My Marriage course, and I've been trying to speed it up. Um, and I just have to say it has helped me so much. I almost wish I found it sooner. Um, so I have been married for eight years. I've been separated for now almost six months. I have no kids, and I know everybody says your situation is unique, but um, I, right after we moved out of our apartment, he actually ended up going back to Los Angeles, so we're in different cities, and the reason he went there, it was mostly for work. It was temporary, and then they offer him, like, a permanent thing, so Mm -hmm. he's up there now, so it's been very hard to communicate at first. We had said, oh, let's not talk for a while. We never determined how long. Um, after a while, like three months or so, I said, okay, where are you at? Like, where are we at? I know I want this. And he said, okay, you know, I think it's better like this. And I say, why? He would say, I can't give you what you want. And sometimes it's very about, I think he's very insecure of where he's at in his career. I think I kind of went through therapy a few times and she thinks my therapist thought that, you know, I think he's going through like a midlife crisis. Um, but he would not reach out to me at all. At the beginning, he was only for, like, bail situations, but we don't talk if I don't reach out. And mm-hmm. now the last time we, we saw each other, and every time we saw each other in the past, I don't know, five months or so, we, we've seen each other, like, three or four times, and every time we end up in bed. It's like the passion is not an issue. It's like we can't get the hands off each other. Every time we see each other, even though he tells me, no, no, this is better. I'm, I think I want to be alone. No, no. And he's not dating anybody as, as long. I don't know. I think um, he says no. And mm-hmm. he, but it's been very hard. And he says no. But, he, but then uh, five minutes later, we're like in bed. And, mm-hmm. and it's not like awkward or anything. It's actually pretty great. Um, so after, after one of the times we saw each other, actually last time, a few days later, I reached out and I said, how are you? He completely ignored me. That was the first time, never responded, never returned the call. So I got hurt. And from then that's when actually I found you guys, but now it's been almost, almost a month and I haven't talked to him and because I haven't reached out. So I don't know what to do. His, one of his best friends keeps reaching out to me when he, and he says, I don't know what's going on with him, what's going on with you guys. He also kind of doesn't, re- doesn't talk to us very much, like his friends. But then right. also his best friend, it, it, it's kind of like he doesn't have many friends because all his friends are married or something. So he's been, like, asking me, like, do you want to go to dinner and hang out? But we talk about so him, my husband. So the best friend is actually trying to date you. Yeah, I think it's no. Did you say date me? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. You, you know, that's what a couple friends are saying, and I was like, I okay. don't think so. It's so. yeah. best friend. Okay, so may I give you a suggestion uh-huh. or two? Okay. Yes. The fact is exactly that. Sometimes it's easier to read more into that than than is probably wise to read into that. Now, and it's certainly mm-hmm. not a bad. Sign. Okay, it's not a bad sign because if he hated you, then he's not going to be doing that. 
On the other hand, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's coming back closer to you either. It's not unusual for a married couple that's separated, even sometimes even when they're divorced, to still have sex with each other occasionally because there's still some, um, some leftover emotions that are there and the feeling of safety and security and many other things. Mm-hmm. So while, uh, while I'm sure that you clung to those occasions as well, this means that he still loves me, and he may, be careful not to read too much into that because while it may be giving that message, it may just be more that it's a safe thing. Now, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to deflate you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to get you to face reality as to what it might be by not reading too much into it. And so what you do when you don't have as much contact with the other person as you would wish is that you work on the pies. And in working on your own pies, and you're in the course, so you know what I mean by that, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. And you might be thinking, but if I'm not seeing him, there's no way he's going to have evidence that I'm doing these things. Well, the fact that you have some mutual friends that's how you hope the message gets back to him. Wow, she's really taking care of herself physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. They won't use that same language because they don't use our acronyms, but they'll be saying those positive things. When it comes to the best friend that wants to go out to dinner with you to talk about this guy, my suggestion mm-hmm. is be very wary of that. Now, if you want to go, obviously you make your own decisions for your life, but I don't see what good comes from that. Because if you're going out right. to dinner with us, if you're talking about your husband and then your husband hears about this, there's a couple of different reactions he's going to have, potential reactions. One is, she's gotten over me, she's going to be fine, then I can leave in peace. Or another is, what the hell? And he is really mad because of the fact that we're still married and now you're involved with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of other possibilities as well, almost all of which are bad. You say, well, if he gets jealous, then that's a good reaction. It could be. It could be, but that's just one of many potential reactions he had had, or he might have, if he finds out that you're actually going out with this guy, even though it's allegedly to talk about him. So if it, yeah, you decide it's your own, but I'd be very, so, very, very going out with this guy. So this is what I did. Um, actually, I was really question, starting to question, should I see him again or not? If we only seen each other like alone a couple times. And then I happened to read on your Save My Marriage course that what to do with friendships and things like that. And I decided that, you know what, if I'm going to see him again and he wants to be a friend, then I'll have him hang out with me and my best girlfriend. So we're going to see each other, I think, on Tuesday, uh, tomorrow again. But I said, I'm not going alone anymore. If, if he wants to make friends, then I'm bringing girlfriends. Um, and, and then I also wanted to still be careful. I wanted to tell him kind of what you said on the course, like, you know, um, if you want to be a friend, be a friend to our marriage, because what I'm trying to do is save my marriage. So unless you're in the, here to help us, then we can continue this friendship. Otherwise, I don't think it's right. That's just kind of my plan. Good for you. Absolutely. That was, yeah. Good that's- for you. Well, thank you for being in the course. And, and uh, you said you're trying to speed through it. May I suggest that you don't? <laughs> Just go through it, pace okay. yourself slowly, yeah. and and uh, call us if we can help you. Okay. Yeah. We it's, just have a bunch of other callers. We um, to I have. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Can I just have one more question? Just very quick. Um. So one of my other main concerns is like, should I reach out to him anymore, or or not, or just like wait until whenever in life he decides to call me? I would. You, you've watched the videos on the smart contact. I have. Yes, I have. If 
my suggestion is you follow that smart contact that S-M-A-R-T, they all stand for something. And um, I know that it, you love him, you want to reach out to him, et cetera, but it can backfire if it's not going to fit in the right context. And, and rather than trying to go through all that smart contact again right now, since you already have that video, I'd recommend that you follow that system. That's what I suggest that you do. Okay. okay. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Okay. Thank you, Jasmine. Of course. Thank you so much. Of course. Absolutely. Um, we have another caller on the line. We have Olivia from Pennsylvania. Olivia, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Yes. I think right. you need to click the blue button. There we go. Thank there you. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I was looking at Amber's screen there, and I, and I didn't pay attention. You say Olivia? Olivia from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yes. Hi, Olivia. How, how may we help you today? I'm doing I'm doing real well. Thank you. Actually, I'm doing so well <laughs> that I'm I'm how should I say? I'm questioning if I should be doing well. <laughs> okay. Um actually my problem I've discovered um uh, my husband's affair over 6 years ago. Wow. And of course, you know, like everyone else, I wanted to end the affair immediately and so i was pushed into the fear and control mode and begging and pleading and all that you know all that stuff but as i learned how to handle the situation better i knew that's not you know the way you know i was doing absolutely the opposite i was accomplishing the opposite of what i wanted um so yeah i have i'm committed to the marriage 100 percent um no matter what so I never set any kind of boundaries. Um, well, he, yeah, he responded with anger and, you know, all that stuff, which is typical. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he, he, there is no way he's going to go into any counseling or anything like that. So I worked on me. I worked on my pies. At that time, I had no idea what pies really were. <laughs> I only right. found out about married for about six months ago. But. Actually, through all this time, I really feel like I am becoming his safe place. Um, mm -hmm. His affair partner is his secretary. Um, mm -hmm. Although, um, I, I feel like it's probably over, but since I don't go there, you know, we don't talk about that. Um, we do have fun together. Um, it, it's just like almost like dating, like, Things are getting better and better and better, mm -hmm. and it's slow. It's slow, and yet I'm wondering, am I good doing this? Should I keep doing what I'm doing? Um, and okay. waiting. You, you are assuming he's still involved with her, or assuming that he's no longer involved with her. I, you know, he still works for him. She still works for him. I don't know how to say it. And they, you know, they're in close contact every day. But I, I feel like it could be over. I mean, I know people, and that's the other thing. You know, okay. people say Here's no. You know, as long as she's working for him, it's not over. I, I don't know. It is now. For example, is is he missing time? In other words, you don't know where he is some of the time. Things like that. Is there missing money? No, his business is. 24-7. Um, he's also a workaholic. <laughs> and I mean, okay. he is um, called out. Um, that he may be with her. Are there times when you're thinking he may be with her right now 
some kind of a tryst. It's easy for it would be easy for him to be with her, and that's why the affair was actually two years long before I found out about it because. <laughs> You know, he gets called out at night. Um, he does heavy-duty recovery. He gets called out. So, I mean, it's easy for him to say, you know, I can't come home tonight. You know, i got to work. Okay. Yeah. So there's no reason Okay. So you would be, it sounds as if you would be in what we call the valley. The valley is that you have a relationship with him, that the relationship is actually developing and getting better. But apparently, mm-hmm. it appears, he also still continues to have a relationship with her. Obviously, you don't know for sure, but it certainly appears that way. And so that's right. when it's the valley. The valley is when a person feels like he or she, but in this case it's he, he doesn't have to do anything different. Hmm, I've got a relationship with my wife. I've got a relationship with my paramour. And right now, nobody's pushing me to make anything different. Now, people ask, mm-hmm. well, should I stay in the valley? Should I accept that? And the response is, if it's not damaging you, if it's not damaging him, if it's not damaging your, your children, if you have children, then sometimes there is an advantage to let the valley go on for a while because you're developing a new relationship with each other. In other words, mm-hmm. there's actually a likelihood that, that it's getting better with you and that that will end it with her. But okay. if, in that process, if in that process it's damaging you physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, or you can see that it's damaging him, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, then remaining in the valley, letting him do that without having to make a decision, actually is not a good thing because it's damaging you and or damaging him. And even if it doesn't appear to be damaging either one of you, somewhere along the line, sometimes you just have to make a decision. Like, well, several years have passed now, and I do like the fact that we still have a relationship, but it appears to me that for many, many years, you can certainly make that choice. If you don't want to live that like that for many, many years, then at some point you have to make a decision. And the decision would be either, uh, well, it could be something such as you can't let her work there anymore. You need to terminate her. And, of course, you understand if you make a decision like that and make a demand like that, he may say no. If he says no, then you, then you have to make a decision what you do. So, for example, if you were to say to him, here's a stop I need, here's a safeguard that offers me protection, she can't work for you anymore. And if you continue to have her work for you, then I'm going to have to do blank, whatever blank may be. Okay? Mm-hmm. But when you make that decision, you've got to be ready to handle whatever the result is going to be. If the yeah. result is okay, when they start, awesome. If the result is no, I think I'm going to go with her rather than you. You, you've got to be ready for that to occur if that decision he makes without second-guessing yourself, without beating yourself up. But it sounds as if you're in the valley. It appears. Yeah. I actually, this is how I feel. I feel like I don't want, I really don't want to set a boundary. I just don't like the idea. Like, it's like if I would set a boundary and say, you know, either she has to leave or blah, 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 I would always feel like if he made her leave, I would always feel like he did it because I pressured him. I I enjoy knowing when he makes a move, it's because he wanted it. And and yeah, that's want to the way I want that. to do it. want to look at it, Olivia. If you pressure him and he makes a decision to choose you, he still chooses what he wants because he can right. also choose with her. But it's your choice. It's your life. You have to make the decision. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so okay. much, Olivia. Right. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, 
Okay. We're going to wait for some other people to call in. We're going to wait for some okay. other callers. We need to close that up. Right. Sorry, y'all. As right you. Down. One down, and there you go. This is technology <laughs> is not my friend. <laughs> it's okay. This is the first time Amber's done this with us, yes. and uh, she's still learning a little bit of technology. So, if if you would like to call and talk to us, our telephone number is six five seven three eight three zero eight one two. That's six five seven three eight three zero eight one two. And we have a few minutes left on the program. Is that correct? That is well, correct. I guess maybe another 20 minutes. Yeah, and absolutely. so we have some time to talk to you if you'd like to talk to us. And there's also some questions on the Facebook. Okay, uh, yeah. Status if you want to look at those. Absolutely. In the meantime, while you're... That voice you're hearing in the background is Jesse True. He is our uh, our director, our producer, and everything else. Okay. He's our... And Jesse telling us that there are some questions that have been written on the Facebook page, and Amber's going over there to check those out right now. Um, we would love to talk to you. Interestingly, it's sometimes we have so many callers, we can't get everybody that calls. And if you're one of those, then what you can do is you can tell Cassie, she's the only lady that answers the phone if you call in. You can tell Cassie, hey, if, if Dr. Bean cannot get to my question today, or if Amber, and I'll get Amber, you're really happy to jump <laughs> in and help answer the questions as well. But I would like to talk to somebody. Then be sure to tell Cassie you want to talk to somebody. She'll get your email address from you as well. And we can have somebody call you back if we can't get to your question on the program. Now, the person that calls you back may not be ready to give you an answer, but they can certainly help direct you to the right resource that we have. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now that we've gotten this all situated, um, we have a question um, that says, my husband and I have been married for 13 years. And last year he wanted out of the marriage, but we've gotten back to, back together, but it's been hard on us. But it's like I do... I do more to keep it together. Um, um, he stays gone all the time for work and things like that. And I'm not sure if on my if I can do this on my own to try and um, keep things the way keep things going the way they're going if he's working so much. So I'm trying to do. I don't know if I should just walk away or keep doing what I'm doing. So putting in the effort. Um, okay. Can you summarize very, what you heard yeah, there? From what I'm gathering is that they feel very. It feels very one-sided, um, and so she's not sure if she should keep working on the marriage or if it's even worth it if she's the only one doing what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I heard you say they've been married 13 years. Mm -hmm. And last year, they the spouse stated that they wanted out of the marriage. Okay. So, uh, and this is a woman that we're talking I'm to? I'm assuming, yes. Okay. And so her husband a year ago or sometime in the last year said, I went out of the marriage, mm -hmm. and, and from that point on, if I'm hearing you correctly, mm -hmm. has made little to no effort to help make the marriage work. But she has. Right. And he stays gone all the time and, and things like that. Okay. So he's not putting any effort in and he's not Correct. even there for her to put much effort in. Correct. We cannot tell you whether it's worth your effort to try to save the marriage. In other words, you have to make your own decision about your life. I can understand your frustration. I can understand your pain. Mm -hmm. And and it's got to hurt when you love somebody. You want the marriage to work and he seems to have no interest in making it happen at all. He just says, I want out. Now, understand that there's a general principle of life, a general principle of life, which is this. People do not believe what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Notice I didn't say that what they're going to is better, that they believe that what they're going to is better. And so if you could somehow, in conversations with him, when you get a chance, begin to explore without, without making it into an argument, without making it into a fight, begin to explore what is it that he perceives that he's going to this better. Now, is there somebody else? And I'm not trying to tell you that there is. I'm just saying these are the kind of things that you explore. Is it a different lifestyle? You say, what do you mean? Some people, for example, just by, uh, if I'm married to you, then I can't do this. 
And this can be all kinds of things like I can't be out drinking with my buddies. I can't go fishing like I want to. It can be any number of things. And so being married with you, I can't do this. And I perceive this as better than being with you. Or if you're the person that's somehow making their life unhappy. I mean, for example, I'm not, I'm not saying this is you. I'm just talking about a principle here. If, if you're controlling and dominating or if you're manipulative or if you're whining and begging, if you're doing negative behaviors, then sometimes a person can see being alone as being better than being in this. Now, notice I didn't try to tell you what it is in your situation because I certainly do not know. But I'm just telling you that if you're going to have these conversations, it's trying to figure out, is it me he's trying to get away from because of something that I'm doing? Well, if I find that out, then I need to do something differently. Is it because he wants to go to a lifestyle that he can't live if he's married with me? Then that might come to a much, much more difficult thing to fight. Because if he's enamored of that lifestyle, it's going to be hard to compete with it. I'm not saying it's impossible. We help people do it all the time. But it's a much harder fight. Or if there's somebody else that he's involved with. Obviously, that's even a harder fight. Now, so the thing becomes, if you can sort of figure out, hopefully by talking with him when you get the chance, to find out what is it that he sees as better than being with you, then you might have a better chance of making the right decision. Well, the right decision is the wrong phrase. You'll have a better information with which to make a decision mm -hmm. as to whether you keep trying to make the marriage work or not. And if you discover, based on what it is, for example, well, he doesn't like the fact that I've been controlling him. Well, that's fixable. I can fix that. Therefore, there's some things I can do differently. We've got a good shot at it. If he thinks he's in love with Sally Sue out there, that's still potentially fixable now that I know what it is and we can start working on it. And then you contact people like us and we can help you understand the processes, the things you do to offset that. But rather than just saying he's not working on it, I am, maybe I should give up now, which is your right if you choose to do it. It might be better to go a step further first and try to figure out what's going on here. And then call us, talk to one of our client representatives who can help you understand different resources that we have, and then make the decision as to whether it's worth an effort to keep fighting or not. Absolutely, no, that was a great question. I also wanna mention that some people um, had stated that they had called in, but they weren't able to uh, get a question. Make sure to press one when you call in so you can get connected to Cassie and we can get you on the line. Yeah, I should have mentioned that at the beginning of the program. I'm so sorry I forgot to do that. Uh, yeah, you have to press the one, otherwise she doesn't know and she won't try to talk to you. So call us back, 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And when you get that answer, press one. Yeah, that is necessary. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that I forgot to tell you that. My fault. I apologize. No, um, I just, I, this is probably my favorite thing that we do here at Marriage Helper, um, simply because I just remember when I would call in and it, I was going through the free resource, or sorry, I was going through the resources, the online resources and things of that nature, but just to be able to speak to you um, was just, it was really comforting. And so I really, especially Jasmine, she said she called in last week and this week, and I was definitely her. Like I would just call in every week and just hoping to be able to, to speak with Dr. Beam. I know, um, there's a lot of value in that. So. Well, thank you. It makes me feel good. I thought you were calling in because you just couldn't sleep. No. <laughs> Maybe that was it. No. Um, but, no, I'm glad that this is back and running. This is, I know a lot of people find a lot of source of um, knowledge and really being equipped in their stand for their marriage. Well, we're, we're glad to help you in any way that we possibly can. No. So, um, absolutely. Okay. No, Christy, we'd still love for you all to be able to get in. Just call the number back. 657-383-0812 and be sure to press the number one once it answers. And uh, again, I apologize that I didn't say that up front. 
No. Um, so I know a lot of people, even our most recent caller, that where she's the one standing and feels like she's probably doing all the work. That's why we have the resources like that. Um, mm -hmm. Tell them very quickly about what the online class is. I love the online class. Um, so the online class, it really was designed for an individual who wants to save the marriage um, and whether your spouse is in the home, but they've made it clear, I'm not committed to making this work. Maybe they're saying, look, I'm only here for the kids or because financially I'm stuck, but if I could have left or would have left, um, you know, that would have happened by now. And you're needing a game plan. A lot of you are calling in and you have clearly a great heart. You know, you want the marriage to work. You want the family to thrive. And then you also have this incredible goal, but there's this big disconnect of how you get from A to B. And I, I really found that the online class does provide that. Um, it's not a quick fix, um, but it really does kind of take out the static noise, the distraction of, well, maybe I tr try this or maybe I try that or if I just say this. This is what needs to be done most importantly for yourself so that you're a healthy individual, um, but also making the right strides um, to work towards getting your spouse to reconsider how they perceive you in the marriage. And, um, and so I know a lot of you are calling and going, well, how can I save my marriage if it's just it's one person? You got to start somewhere because if you don't take that step, nobody else will. And so it's so important that you're, you know, you, if anything, are, are standing in the gap for your family. Um, and, and as I've shared my story, um, that's, that's kind of where it all started with the awesome. online resources. Extremely. Thank you for that. That's no, absolutely. Insightful. So if, if you don't know about it or you heard about it before, but you're not sure, call in and speak to the client relations team. Um, I know they'll be happy to answer your questions um, and, and really address it. So that's, yeah. my, that's my take on it. Good. Um, sorry. Am I seeing some questions over there? I'm still digging through here. I apologize, y'all. I'm really getting used to this blog talk uh, website. So I haven't seen anything pop up, but. Um, okay. I think also just because it's Thanksgiving this week. Thanksgiving this week. Out okay. this week. That's fine. We are well between the technical problems and me forgetting to tell you things. Um, we're still getting there. And so do we have some more questions here on the Facebook page? Um, I believe so, yes. Um, Okay, so here's a question. Um, oh, hey, Amy. Sorry, I didn't realize. I didn't make the connection. Um, so she was saying that she's gotten a lot of clarification. I know she's been using a lot of our resources, and she's definitely been exhausting the pies. However, when contact is made with her husband via email or text, she feels that her emotions get the best of her, and she projects the worst um, and, and then end up having nightmares. She goes, so what is next? I, I know a little bit about her situation. I know she's very much trying to get to the workshop mm -hmm. um and i know she's emailed him and i've even seen some of the email exchanges and everything's been very pleasant and very kind in terms of thank you for reaching out to me but i know she does as she expressed she feels that she's at a loss because she doesn't know what the next step is because she has been demonstrating most mostly everything correct but you know in the correct manner well i don't know if we find many people to do it perfectly <laughs> no no but i mean she really has been demonstrating the pies mm -hmm. and things like that and so yeah, but what I'm trying to say by that is don't beat yourself up if you don't do everything perfectly. Nobody does. No. You do the best that you can. You understand the principles. You apply the principles. But don't feel badly if you, on occasion, say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Welcome to the human race. <laughs> That's part of what happens with all of us. Each of us is imperfect and will not do it exactly right. The nightmares, it sounds to me as if that, that these nightmares are the manifestations of your fears. Now, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you. Please understand that. That's not my job, and I can't do that with somebody I don't even know. Uh, actually, I wouldn't try to do that with somebody that I do know. My, my PhD is not in that area. But it's, it's the fact that you're, it, it sounds to me, 
It's because of these fears that permeate you. Um, and that's why you're worrying, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Is the negative me coming through? Here's what I recommend that you do. I don't know you, but Amber does. And Amber obviously believes in you. And if Amber believes in you, then I do. <laughs> because I trust Amber's judgment very much. I think she's a very, very wise person. Believe in yourself. And believe that by doing the right things, if anything works, if anything works, this will include this marriage back together. And if God forbid, it doesn't put the marriage back together. We hope and pray it does. We want to be on your side all the way. But if God forbid it doesn't put the marriage back together, what you're learning about relationships, what you're learning about you, what you're learning about life is going to make your life good anyway. Now, we want your marriage to work. So don't hear that as being a, a, a giving in, you know, throwing in the towel. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying that these things can actually help you in your future and whatever relationship comes next, if God forbid this one doesn't work out. In other words, you don't have to live in fear. I understand that you love this person. You'll be very deeply hurt if this marriage ends. I get that. But that hurt will at some point heal if you do the right things. And then you still got a life to live. And there are other people out there. Uh, I don't want you to be married to other people. I want you to be married to this person. But you understand that. You're learning how to do things here. That's very, very powerful and effective for you. So try to overcome those fears with some faith in yourself and some faith in your future. Please. No, absolutely. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk after the holidays, Amy. Um, we do have another caller. Um, we have Christy from Tennessee. Christy, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey, thanks for calling in. What's your question? Okay, well, um, I'm very new to the marriage helper. I've been separated for two years in December. Um, he had a online affair, a text message affair with a one of the scammer fakes that was just using him for his money. Uh, but she had him so in love with him that he was ready to leave us and thought that he was going to save her and bring her to Tennessee. And, you know, he thought that that was really going to happen when, you know, we found out that she was just a fake taking him for his money. Um, also, I'm very emotional today. <laughs> and uh, so it may seem like I've been crying. Um, but we... We've been trying to rekindle um, on my birthday. He contacted me. Uh, I had not been talking to him for a couple of weeks because I just couldn't take any more at that time. Uh, mm -hmm. But on my birthday, he contacted me. He was real sweet. Okay, just a minute. Sorry. Um, and uh, so he contacted me. We went out on a, a movie date. It was it was perfect. It was the best time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, you just take your time. We care, and I'm so sorry for the pain that you're feeling. Mm. So how can we help you specifically today? What can we do to help today? Okay. Well, I'm trying to do the smart contact. I've also just signed up for the um, spies. I'm trying to work on myself. I've been doing exercises. I'm trying to, you know, do my nails and just trying to feel better about myself, whatever helps me. Um, we were getting along great. Um, he, he's coming for Thanksgiving to spend time with me and the kids. Um, I've been working on trying not to push whatsoever, which I'm struggling with that as well. I'm also struggling with uh, the snooping because I have caught him so much and in doing so many things and telling other girls how pretty they are. And then that's also how he met the fake was through Facebook. 
but I'm really trying to stop that because every time I snoop, I end up seeing something that hurts me more, or it, it's something that's nothing, but it still bothers me. So I've got to learn how to quit that. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, this morning we were talking, and everything was going great, and I told him how I was kind of sad that he wouldn't be here that morning. He does work graveyard, so... He's not um, He's not going to be able to come into that evening to eat with us. And I was just daydreaming about how great it would be if he would if he would be here during the day while I was cooking. And how we could, you know, at least he would be here and I wouldn't feel alone until he got here. Right. Um, and then he, he started talking about the past and um, how I didn't support him with his uh, blacksmithing uh, when he would do his masonry things. Um, I tried to be supportive, but for some reason he felt like I wasn't supportive. And he's like kind of still living in the past where I'm trying to get past the past. And okay. I just don't, I don't know where okay. to go. All right. Is he still coming Thanksgiving for dinner in the evening? Um, I'm sure he will. Okay. Now, I understand you're not getting everything you want. I really do. But sometimes what you do here is you try to understand, am I getting the most important thing, even if I'm not getting everything I want? I think it would be awesome if he were there during the day with you. You're not alone. You're cooking. It's, it's camaraderie. It's friendship. It's all the kind of things that you want from a husband. And I, I certainly understand you wanting that. But the gist, the most important thing is that he is going to be there for that Thanksgiving dinner. He's going to be around you, going to be around the children, et cetera. And so, Try to concentrate on the fact that you've got a victory. It's not the complete victory you want, but you've got a victory. And then whenever those conversations take place, whenever those conversations take place about you didn't support me, rather than saying I, I did support you or I tried to support you, the, the better part of how to handle that is to say, I am so sorry that you felt I wasn't there for you when you wanted me to be. But in the future, in the future, we'll figure out how to do that. Because as soon as you say, well, I was supportive or I meant to be supportive, when really what works here is for him to tell, feel understood. Just like you want to feel understood, he wants to feel understood. Right, right. He said, you weren't there for okay. me. Just go, I'm so sorry that, that whatever I did led you to feel I wasn't there for you. But I tell you what, that's the past. I've learned better. I love you. And in the future, we can be supportive for each other. We'll be there. And that way, what you do is kind of you mentally get up and walk around and sit down on his side of the table is what you're doing mm -hmm. so that you're not arguing with each other. You're saying, I understand mm -hmm. and I'm there for you. So good, good that he's coming for Thanksgiving dinner. It's not the complete victory. Yeah. But it is a victory. No, that's a great place to start. Thank you so much, Christy, for calling in. Thank you. Okay, thank um, you. We have a couple more callers okay. on the line that I'd like I, to turn again. You have to hurry sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I understand. They have trouble keeping me from talking too much. No. So <laughs> we so we have um, Vanessa. Um, Vanessa, can you hear us? Yes. You on the yes, line? I can hear you. Yes. What state are you calling from, Vanessa? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Welcome. How may we help you today? Hi. Um, so I I have a couple questions. Um, me and my husband are divorced legally since July. Um, the last time I spoke with him was in October um, about pretty much our son and um, my husband planning on giving up his rights to our son. I think I've talked to you guys a couple of times. Um, yes. and I know I've talked to Amber about it. Um, my thing is, is he's blocked me. Um, when I spoke to him the last time, I, I guess I 
you know, I was angry and I was hurt, and I don't know if there's any coming back from that now that he's blocked me. Um, and I'm just feeling really unsettled um, about the decision to allow him to give up his rights for our son. Um, and I really need to figure it out before, um, like, by the early year, New Year. Um, but I just don't know if I do allow him to give up his parental rights, then I won't have any chance of him seeing my pies or um, anything like that. And I just, I don't know what's best as far as, you know, I've tried to weigh my options. Um, I've even thought about getting a coach through you guys, but I just don't have the funds to do that right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's a good idea for me to, since we're about two hours distance-wise, do you think that it would be a a good idea for me not to do the adoption and not to go through and allow him to give up his rights. And that way he may, we may have a chance to actually communicate um, better and probably in the better in the right way that we should have. And then he'd have a chance to see me and my pies that I've done. Okay. Okay. Help me with this. Cause I, no, I want to make sure it was hard for me to hear you, Vanessa. I'm so sorry. I know Vanessa and I've talked in the past. So I apologize for that. Um, so I just want to make sure I'm going to reiterate your question. Yeah, so here. from what I understood Vanessa asking is um, currently he is willing to give us his parental rights. Sorry, parental rights. Okay. The quick question is that, that his suggestion or your suggestion? So in the beginning, I was really hurt. Um, it was my doing. I asked. He didn't okay. really, you know, he didn't really agree okay, to so it until after. Now he's saying that he wants to do that. Yes. Okay. Right. And then I, I told him, you know, I was highly that. emotional and that he was highly emotional. That, so when, you know, I just and, think that it wasn't the right thing. Right. So in her state, from my understanding, is that if, if a, a parent gives up parental rights, then somebody else has to step in and legally adopt them. So she was going to have a family member yes. step in and legally adopt. And so she's saying yes. her concern is that if she does follow through with this adoption, that it's mm-hmm. going to end all contact and then she can't demonstrate smart contact, pies, okay. all of those things. So I have, I have two things for you to consider here. Number one, what's best for the child? If, and, and I would, uh, I don't mean to put your marriage in an unimportant place because it's very important. But the welfare of the child kind of becomes preeminent at this point. And so the first thing you need to ask yourself is, what's best for my child? If he's still going to have some aspect in being involved in the child's life and, and become a dad, at least in some fashion, even if the marriage doesn't make it, then you might need to sit down and have a conversation with him saying, do you really want to give up your parental rights? Or do you want to have some parental rights so you can be part of the life of this child? And if he says yes, and you believe that he is healthy for the child, in other words, he's not damaging to the child, because some people are, but if he's not damaging to the child and he says, yes, I want to be involved in the child's life, then maybe that's the choice you make. Yes, it may help you have more contact that can help the marriage. But right now, I think the preeminent question, the most important question is, what's best for the child? Now, if you go back and and present it to him like that, let's do what's best for the child, and he says, I don't want to, then you can't make him not give it up. And in that case, then obviously you're going to have to pick um, whichever relative you think will be the best benefit. Well, I'm sorry that you're in this painful, painful situation. Now, if indeed he does maintain parental rights, he says, hey, that's what's best for the child. I care about the child. I want to be involved in the child's life. If he does that, then we can work with you about, okay, now that you have contact with each other, let's see how we can help with the marriage. Okay. If he gives up parental rights and has nothing to do with the child or you, I don't mean to be negative, but it may be 
that that's pretty much going to be the end of it. It may not be. He may at some point come back around and say, I want to be part of a child's life again, or I want to be part of your life again. And if that happens, we're ready. We'll jump right in and help you. But I think, in my opinion, it's your life. It's your choice. But right now, the most important question is what's the best for the child? No, absolutely. I'm able, I'm glad Vanessa was able to get that question in. Can I ask one more question? Um, I, I guess I just, I feel like I don't know what is best because I know a child needs two parents, um, yet I feel like his father demonstrating really selfish, bad behavior right now, and I, I'm trying to make the best decision, and there's, like, pros and cons to each side. Always. Um, it's just a really when he's with the child. When he's with the child, hard. is he crying to the child? I'm sorry, what? When he is with the child, is he kind to the child? Is he yes. loving to um, the child? Okay. The only few times that he's been with the child, yes, he has been. Okay. Then even if he's being a selfish person, if in the interactions with the child, he's being a good person with that child, you know, some real big idiots can still be halfway decent dads mm-hmm. and halfway decent moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back many years ago, I divorced Alice, but we did maintain custody. I mean, we had 50-50. And even though I was doing some really terrible things, I still was a halfway decent dad through that. Mm-hmm. And and so the fact that he's being selfish or not doing good things in his life right now does not necessarily mean he wouldn't be a good father. But you're right, pros and cons, you have to weigh them both. I think what it really boils down to right now, sit down with him and say, do you want to be part of this child's life? And if he says, well, you will not sit there? down with me. <laughs> He refuses to speak to me and threatens me with restraining order. He has a restraining order? He's threatening, yeah. Threatening restraining order. Okay. No, he's threatening. All right. And and so is it already in process, the the giving up the rights? Is it already in process legally? Yes, but I have, you know, the decision of whether or not to allow it to happen. Since I was the one that, you know, petitioned the court for it, um, I have the... You know, and that's my other thing, you know, since it was me in the beginning and I was so highly emotional, maybe I should not go through with it and then see what he does. And that's kind of what I thought maybe and leave it in his own If you end it right now, even if he's not talking to you, even if he's threatening a restraining order, if you stop that legal process, what do you lose? Because at some point you can always reinitiate it if you need to. But what do you lose if you stop it right now? And in hopes that he'll still be a dad to that child. I don't know. I don't know, I guess. That's a question I think you should ask uh, an attorney. I'm certainly not an attorney. I see the pros and the cons. I'm so sorry for your pain. I really am. But still, ultimately, it's got to be what you believe is the best thing for the child. And and that's really the key thing here, in my opinion. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sorry for your pain. Thank you for calling in, Vanessa. Thanks, Amber. Bye. Okay. So, you know, it's just like you know, our, our Facebook feed got interrupted, so you're on Block Talk right now only. Okay. Unfortunately. So. Okay. Well, we're out of time anyway. Yes. So thank you very much. Thank you, Amber, for being part of the program. Thank you. And also, as always, thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> you do a great job at things. And we've gone a little bit over here, and, and our time's run out. We will not be on next Monday, the Monday right after Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, because we have other things going on. But we'll be back shortly after that, the next Monday after that we will. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Have a great day.